This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, Through the years, Franchise Update's Franchise Leadership and Development Conference has hands down been my most favorite annual event, bar none, including the IFA convention. There have been an amazing number of good things that have come my way through the years as the result of my participation in FLDC. Right off the top of my head, it was there in 2002 that I met Matt Friedman, which led to an amazing partnership at Wingzone with he and co-founder Adam Scott. That same year at FLDC is when I also met my friend Phil Friedman. Back then, Phil was the CEO of McAllister's Deli. Today, he's the franchisor of Salsaritas and is a soon-to-be guest right here on Franchise Today. A funny sidebar about how we all met. I was a speaker that year, and the two of them approached me after my session. I noted the same last name on their badges, noting, too, the obvious difference in their ages, and assumed that they were a father-son team. I told them that I had no idea that there were two more Freedmans in franchising anywhere, much less right here in the same building. Funnier still is, over the years, how many prospective franchisees would make the same assumption at our discovery days. You must be very proud of your son, they would say. To which I would reply, yeah, I am. But his name is Michael, not Matt, and he's a really great kid, but he doesn't work here. But I digress. It was at FLDC, too, in 2006 that John Jameson heard me speak and had his headhunter make me an offer that I simply could not refuse. Happy as I was at Wingzone, I became Chief Development Officer for John at Maggie Moose. Well, this year, FLDC was like none other for me. You see, I made it over to the hotel on Tuesday afternoon, but a chronic knee problem flared up at about the same time. Trust me when I tell you there was no way I could stick around into the evening, much less make it back for day two. Disappointed as I was, I felt awful for abandoning Eric Stoll, my partner at FRM. He's our resident expert on technology and is always present with me at these events, but this year I feel like I kind of left him in a lurch. But here's what I know. What I know is that I don't know what good will come from this year's FLDC. I simply know that good will come. It always does. So stay tuned for updates. I'm sure I'll have some. A quick time out here. And I'll return in two minutes or less with another member of the franchise fam and friend, Tarji Carter. Stay right there. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. 
Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, Thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE, and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv, and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Tarji Carter is the president and founder of the Franchise Player, a revolutionary initiative that aims to expand the number of black-owned franchises across the country. The Franchise Player provides education, resources, and opportunities to aspiring franchisees and small business owners. Tarji is also the force behind Guest First Services, Inc., a franchise consulting boutique located right here in suburban Atlanta and is responsible for developing and executing strategic franchise expansion plans and lead generation tactics for brand partners. On her Guest First Services website, she says, If you don't build your dreams, someone will hire you to build theirs. Well, in my view, Tarji has the best of both worlds going. She has built her dream of owning her own business, and in her business, she is hired by clients to help them build theirs. Well, if that isn't the ultimate win-win, please tell me what is. Tarji Carter, welcome to Franchise Today. Thank you, Stan. Thanks for having me. How do we get by the fact that we've known each other for this many years and we haven't done this before? What do you think about that? My goodness. It might be the right, just the right time for this to happen. So any sooner probably wouldn't have been the right time. Well, there you go. Because right now, what we're going to talk about today is what Tarji's doing for Tarji in the world, not necessarily for an employer any longer. So you're probably right. We're doing something today for the good of the order, but also between friends. So I like that a lot. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's the truth. So Tarji, we start each week the same way we ask our guests, whether we've known them as friends or not, to take us back to how franchising bumped into you, where you were, what you were doing, what kind of a career trajectory were you on, and how did franchising hit you on the side of your head and get your attention? What did that look like? Yeah, franchising definitely found me. So I was happy in the world of hotel and hospitality sales, working at a pretty well-known hotel here in Atlanta. And uh, I was working in what they call business travel travel sales or transient sales. And at the time, Focus Brands was one of my clients. And uh, the then president of Cinnabon was staying at my hotel quite frequently. He had just accepted the position and hadn't relocated just yet. And so our hotel was his home away from home. And from that relationship, I was invited to Focus Brands headquarters and I met a few folks and did a couple interviews. And the next thing you know, I was a Carve 
female sales manager. And at the time, I had never even heard the word franchise. So just imagine it was very new to me. Everything was brand new, the language, the position, of course, the role, but it was a challenge that I was up for. And I haven't looked back since. So that's probably where we first met. I think that I remember you first at Carvel, I think Focus Brands is where I first met you and Steve Romanello was still in the game. Yeah, good old Steve. <laughs> and at Carvel, were you working only on the Carvel brand at that time? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I worked on the Carvel brand for eight months and then I was promoted to director of Cinnabon and Carvel for the entire country in just eight short months. So uh, I was able to take advantage of learning about the snack industry. And it's actually really one of my favorite components of franchising is that snack space. And so who do you roll up to in your first days at Carvel? Oh man, I rolled up to Dwayne Tanner. I don't know that he's in franchising or maybe he is. Is he? Okay. Dwayne is still out there. He's not in food any longer, but he's still in franchising. Okay, good, good. Yeah, so Dwayne Tanner was my boss, and he was absolutely amazing. And so, uh, you know, he, he took me under his wing and and taught me so much about franchising. And, you know, just like I said, it was so new to me and he knew that. And so he was very patient and kind and and just very helpful and uh, helping me to navigate these this new world, this new normal for myself. And he just did it in such a way where it was easy to learn and, and fun at the same time. And before we push forward to the next milestone, wasn't there a, a little bit of celebrity involved in your life? I mean, I talked with P-Volves, Julie Cartwright the other day, and we talked about how she's in business with Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. somewhere in your LinkedIn profile, I saw the name Tyler Perry. What was that all about? (laughs) A little bit before franchising, I was working in the hotel industry and through a few connections, um, had the opportunity to be the executive assistant to Tyler Perry for about a year. And man, I tell you, that was, aside from what I do right now, that was probably the best job of my life. Very fast paced, met a lot of really interesting people. I would say the most popular person I met when working for Tyler Perry, aside from him, of course, was Prince, the late, great uh, artist Prince. Yeah, we we were in Los Angeles and we were doing a tour and Prince was backstage and he literally walked up to me and put his hand out and said, hi, I'm Prince. So that was probably the highlight of my Tyler Perry. Well, how many people have that memory to share? (laughs) Not sure. I think I might be in a small club. You may want to share that story with Cordell Riley sometime. I think he's probably franchising's number one Prince fan of all time. Oh, wow. I will keep that in mind. There you go. So take us on from what you did with Carvel, moved you up to Carvel and Cinnabon. And then what came after that? How long did that last? And what were you doing that was a little different there than just Carvel and move us forward? Yeah. So I, I worked on the Carvel and Cinnabon brands for about five years and then transitioned over to Duncan brands where I sold for Duncan and Baskin for a little over four years. And I really wanted to move up in the company and and there really wasn't an opportunity at the time. So I decided I would just kind of step out on faith and put to use what I had learned and start my own consulting business, which I started in 2017. It's called Guest First Services. So I started Guest First Services and started working with startups, startup franchise companies, emerging brands and established brands based on their needs. So every brand is different, of course.
workforce and had different needs. And so basically I would help to just kind of fill in the gaps with different companies. So if they needed someone to come in and help to establish a franchise sales and development department, I, I could do that. If they needed an addition to their sales team, maybe they were short staffed for a little bit and they wanted to have someone that as a consultant, I, I would step in and do that. So that led me to a nonprofit organization last year where I was helping to lead a nonprofit program that specialized in offering opportunities and education to the African-American community as it, as it relates to franchising. So let's call it out. Are we talking about MFHA? Yes, I was working with <laughs> MFHA and Jerry Fernandez. Shout out to Jerry. And so, you know, the program was doing some really great things. Unfortunately, the program is no longer around, um, but we had so much interest in what we were doing, which is what led me to start the franchise player. So the franchise player is really focused on increasing franchise ownership and wealth across the African-American community. In my 15 plus years career in franchising, I've noticed that there is a lack of diversity at every level. And I wanted to do what I could to bring information to a community that I know for certain doesn't receive the information to really understand how to really get into franchising with their eyes wide open. And so I spend a lot of my time on the franchise player, and we most recently had an event, our annual event. It's a franchise game, which we hosted in Plano, Texas in September. And it was a great event, well attended. We have lots, had lots of franchise brands there. Like I know you mentioned the Dwyer family earlier. So Neighborly was one of our exhibitors, as was uh, Smoothie King and IHG Corporation and many others. So just really doing what we can to get this information into underserved communities. So you know, for years that I've been involved with diversity, first with IFA's Minorities and Franchising Committee, way back in the 90s, all the way to 2007, mm -hmm. when I believe it was that we created the Diversity Institute, and I became a founding member of that board. I know for years, Tarji, that way back when, back in those early years, Mm -hmm. You couldn't fill up a table, much less a room full <laughs> of people to talk about franchising. Because if you talk to members of diverse communities, people in inner city programs, when you try to attract them to the idea of franchising, they'd look at you and they'd look to the left and look to the right and they'd say, who are you talking to? You're sure not talking to me. I mean, I can go and get a McDonald's, but I can't own a McDonald's. Right. And we, we literally try to put the word out that not every business in franchising requires gazillions of dollars to begin. and if you mm -hmm. take a look at owning your business, you can own your life. And through the IFA's Diversity Institute, we've put a lot of effort out there. And I feel like we've seen a corner turned. Kind of reminds me of the VetFran. VetFran for a long time was just interested veterans, but mm -hmm. it caught a spotlight along the way and everybody piled on and got really interested in encouraging veterans into franchising. And I feel like we've gotten to a place where the diversity initiatives that we've try to undertake with IFA have been kind of feeling some more of that momentum as well. What are you adding to the mix? What is it that you're doing that is going to A, attract the audience, and then B, get them educated and immersed in what it is that's available to them through your program? Yeah. So I think having an understanding that it's about having a presence, not necessarily creating an overly robust program, but having a presence, right? And also understanding that the African-American community is not a monolith, right? There are some, as with any minority group or any group for that matter, there are some folks who are, are well-to-do, some who are not, and then there are some folks in the middle. And so having that understanding that because someone is Black doesn't mean that they are impoverished or underserved, right? So I think having that 
initial understanding is very important. And also, you know, I've heard throughout my career that it's, it's hard, really hard to find qualified candidates for, for jobs or for franchise opportunities. And the franchise game, it's been a vision of mine for about 10 years. And we put it together in about three months. We had a, in the room about 150 plus people for our first event that was planned in just three months. And I mean, people from all different backgrounds. We had McDonald's franchisees, Pizza Hut franchisees. I mean, you name it, they were in the room. And so that just kind of speaks to the, the people are out there, right? It's just a matter of getting the information and going where they are. And I think that's what gives me credibility because I not only do I attend the, the standard events, the, the industry events, but I go into environments where people live, work, play, worship, and have real conversations with them about their goals and their dreams and their aspirations. And we talk about their history and what are they truly looking to do? So someone that may not be a candidate today for X franchise, that's okay with me because I don't work for one company in particular. So I have the time and the flexibility to spend a little bit more time with them than someone who works at a brand. So I can dig deeper, right? And have deeper conversations. And if they're not qualified today, I can help them put together an executable plan to reach that goal in X amount of time. So I think that's what I add to the mix is the ability to have really intimate conversations and really honest conversations about what brands are looking for, what they're not looking for, and helping individuals to, again, create a plan that they can execute against. Great stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to dive deeper into what you just set the table for on the other end of that break. Work for you? Sounds great, Stan. Thank you. My guest today is Tarji Carter. Tarji is the head of the the table at Guest First Services and also the president founder of the Franchise Player. We're going to take a quick time out and we'll be right back. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. In today's world, franchisors must apply systems that manage and support all aspects of franchise relationships. Whether it's supporting prospective franchisees on their discovery journeys or getting units opened and properly supported. Whether it's managing legal, compliance, and royalties or managing franchisee location and ownership information. I'm talking about the power of one. One system, one tool that manages it all for multiple stakeholders across a single brand or across an entire enterprise for multi-branded portfolio companies. Yes, a single instance of FRM is all it takes across departments and across brands. No more multiple logins required. In fact, you don't need to log in at all. FRM is fully functional from inside your Gmail or Outlook inbox. You heard it right. One system providing a single source of truth that will push, pull, and integrate with data from other sources and data databases thanks to open APIs. Plus, FRM offers dynamic and comprehensive dashboarding and robust reports on demand with customizations available across all departments and brands. So, replace inflexible take-it-or-leave-it platforms with a more personal approach to franchise relationship management and satisfy the needs of many with the power of one, the only one that lets you have it your way. Visit frmsolutions.com to learn more or to order up a demo today. 
And my conversation today continues with Tarji Carter, and we're going to continue talking about guest first services and moreover the franchise player. So you've had this vision for you say in a number of years before you started Tarji. What brought it into fruition? What brought it into reality from what looked like something on paper that might be a good idea to actually molding the clay and making it happen? Well, I attend a lot of events, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. I go to the National Black NBA. I go to a lot of events here in Atlanta. And I mean, I'm talking to individuals who have their master's degrees and they have a lot of experience behind them in, in corporate America. And they're thinking about the transition. What does retirement look like? What does it look like for them to start a small business that they can bring their family into? And we start having conversations about franchising. And then all of a sudden, there are a ton of questions. You know, I've heard about it. Have haven't really dug too much into it. What information can you offer me? How can you help me understand it a little bit better? And again, we're talking to folks who could run circles around a lot of CEOs at any major corporation that you think about. It's just that they have not been privy to a lot of information related to franchising. And so enough people have asked me a lot of questions. And I said, well, listen, let's figure out how I can get this information into the hands of a lot of people at one given time. And so that was really the onset for me to start and launch the franchise player. So there's a need out there. And these folks that I'm talking to don't feel as though that information is reaching them um, wherever they are. And so it's been my mission to just figure out where I can go. Just last night, I was at church at an event at a major, a, a huge church here in Atlanta talking about franchising. Who's going to a church on Monday to talk about franchising, right? These are the things that I do because I see the value in these different audiences. So even if I can just have one or two conversations, right, the, the information is getting out there. And so I just think it's just a matter of making sure we reach people where they are and then give them the information, the tools and the resources that they need to be successful. Well, it's kind of what we talked about a little earlier in the discussion today is you kind of sneak up on people and hit them with a message that brings out an, a hidden market, right? You uncover a hidden market, you tap into the opportunity to plant the seed of opportunity in somebody's mind that might mm -hmm. not otherwise have been giving it any thought at all. It kind of reminds me when I just mentioned that of years ago sitting on a Delta flight and there was a franchising section in the Delta in-flight as an insert. Mm -hmm. And here's a picture of a guy in his swimming pool with his kids on his shoulders. And the message that accompanied that picture was, look at me now. I used to be you. Mm -hmm. And the you, of course, was the guy sitting on the Delta jet getting on planes every day. And now I don't do that anymore because I bought a whatever it was franchise and I own my life now and I'm home for when I want to be home. Oh boy, you just cut to the quick. Right. When, yeah. So going to a church and meeting people where they are brings me to the idea that we talked earlier about just inner city or people that aren't as privileged. But the truth and reality is, is that it's not just about that at all. It's people want to be with, served by and, and people want to be able to do business with and relate to others that reflect them and their culture. Mm -hmm. And so even in a suburban community where mm -hmm. you've got diverse population, business ownership needs to reflect the population of those who are being served by those businesses, right? In some instances, I would say yes. Representation absolutely matters. So as I mentioned at the top of the call, there needs to be diversity at every level, right? Not just at the, the store level, right? So representation, seeing someone that looks like you, that owns a business, that owns X franchise in your community, that's really motivational. But it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's of the same ethnicity. What really matters, if you're going to be in a community, the, what matters is that you are servicing 
benefiting the community and not just plopping a business in the middle of a neighborhood and just taking the money of of your neighbors and not giving back. So there's that piece of it too. I I think that the representation, it's interesting when we go back to talking about the African-American base, right? So you think about a lot of restaurant concepts. African-Americans play a a large role in, in the base of the consumer. And they also play a major role in the workforce. So it just makes perfect sense to me to wanna invest in those who are buying your products and those who are servicing your customers. It just seems like common sense to me. And I think we complicate it, the whole message and the the whole effort. We, we make it more complicated than it really needs to be. Doesn't not go another layer deep than that too, in terms of you're bringing somebody perhaps to a discovery day as a potential franchisee. And if that person isn't African-American or a person of color and is greeted by a corporate team that hasn't got anybody on that team that reflects him or her, doesn't Mm -hmm. that create a problem too? I mean, that to me is, it's not so much that it should be, we've got to hire this many of this and this many of that. It ought just to be more intentional that you've got got to open your scope and bring the right people for the right reasons. Absolutely. I think hiring the right person because they meet the qualifications of whatever the job is, right? Right. And, and, And if we can get to that point, I think we'll be in a much better place. Representation matters because diversity of thought matters. Everyone has a different background. Everyone was raised different. You know, some people come from single parent households or a two parent household, but dad was never home or mom was never home because they were always on the road, right? Everyone's background is different. And so when you have folks in a room who are making decisions about, in this case, I'll use whether or not a a candidate gets approved for a franchise, right? If I walk into a room as a black woman and I'm looking to buy X franchise and I look in that room and I don't see anybody that looks like me. If I go to a discovery day and I don't see anybody that looks like me, that says to me that there is not anybody at that company that really could understand where I come from Mm -hmm. or some of the needs that I have. And so for me, that would be a point of differentiation. At that point, I will decide, can I be successful within this organization and feel like I'm heard and seen or not, right? And so it does have an impact on business overall. But again, to your point, not to just hire somebody because we can check a box and say, oh, we have have two Black employees, we have two Asian employees. But that's it's not what it's about. It's about making sure that there are people at different levels within the organization that can understand that we're servicing a rainbow of people, right? We're servicing communities that don't just look like us, whatever us is, right? We live in a very diverse world. And so we just need to catch up and really start to, again, hire the right people for the right reasons. I think it speaks to culture and it speaks to the culture of a company and how they're viewed and how they're seen because of it, the very things you've said. Any recipe for success isn't built on a single ingredient. It takes a lot of different tastes and flavors to come up with that winning recipe. And couched as you couched it in terms of having multiple points of view at a table is critical because you can't have everybody thinking like you do or you're in a vacuum. And it's very intimidating, quite honestly. Well, it's just good food for thought. Tarji, what about the benevolent side of life? Any personal favorite charities or things that you support? 
I love what Duncan is doing through their foundation to see where they are now and where they were when I worked there. They were doing some great things then, but the care that goes into how they run their foundation, I think it's called the Joy Foundation, just the way that they've just grown it and to see the joy on the faces of the communities that they serve and to see the joy in the faces of the employees who actually volunteer, it really warms my heart to see how they do it because it it feels and looks so genuine. And if it's anything like it was when I was at Dunkin' Brands, I know it's just even better for everyone involved. So this event you did in September in Plano, Mm -hmm. was that the first of many more to come? Do you have more on tap going Mm -hmm. forward that we can talk about? Yes. So we'll be hosting the Franchise Game 2024 in Plano, Texas again next year. And uh, we don't have the date pinned down just yet, but we will very soon. And and we'll be putting a a save the date on on LinkedIn and in other social media avenues as well. But lots of smaller events happening between now and, and next year and then throughout 2024 as well. But really the goal ultimately is to just get information into the hands of folks who want to either become franchisees or take their concepts and and convert them into a franchise, but making sure folks get into business for themselves, again, with their eyes wide open and putting together a solid foundation. Okay. Here comes the toughest question of the day. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) Tarji, what have I not asked you that you wished I did? Oh gosh, that's a great question, Stan. Possibly why I started out on my own. And I would just say that for someone with my background, I feel as though my time, energy, and resources is better suited outside of any one corporation so that I can reach more people in a shorter amount of time. And I just feel like, you know, sometimes we have so much to give to the world and we don't do it because we're scared. And if you know what you know and you have confidence in yourself, and for me, I'm very strong in my faith, you package those things together. And I would just say, if you have something that you think is valuable, even if nobody else believes in it, step out on faith and see what you can do. Whatever you can do in your own way to help make this world a better place, go for it. I can't think of a better way to end this conversation and a better place to leave it than right there. But the one thing we have to do is help the audience find you again. So Tarji, what about some contact info? Absolutely. Thanks, Stan. So the website is thefranchiseplayer.com. We have a LinkedIn page, which is the same, the franchise player. And then on Instagram, we are at I am the franchise player. Tarji Carter, I really appreciate you coming and sharing with us today. And I really can't wait to see you out there again. I think the IFA convention is the last place we saw each other when you and Jerry were working the room together. And I hope I'll see you again, either here in Atlanta or IFA conventions, not that far away. I'll see you soon, Stan, for sure. Wonderful. Tarji Carter, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Stan. Well, that does it for today. Join me again next week and every Wednesday at noon Eastern as I drop brand new interviews with some of the most dynamic, interesting, and successful executives in franchising. Also, please visit the website at FranchiseTodayPodcast.com and drop a review, poke around the library of prior episodes, or make guest recommendations. It's always great hearing from you. So please pay me a visit at FranchiseTodayPodcast.com. So until next week at noon Eastern, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. 
Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.